shine for you dwells between the cherubim shine for you dwells between the cherubim shine for you dwells between the cherubim shine for you know right now uh, this message that the Lord has given this generation Eh? The message that the Lord has given this generation will travel far. Amen. Because God wants to save man. God wants to save man. The agenda of God. Hmm? Yeah, all men may be saved. And what? Come to what? To the knowledge of the truth. Praise God. Um, a man that knows the truth is a man that um, that knows the way into God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when a man is knowing the truth, he um, he has capacity to access God. Mm-hmm. And what God is looking for, you know, God is a jealous God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if man is not accessing it, that's the pain of God. Mm-hmm. There's a way God wants man to access him. Yeah. And it's so funny that it's not the thought that occupies our mind. If a man knows how hungry God is, that man will access him. It will occupy our thoughts from morning to night. We are so um, engrossed in our surrounding and our needs. Our needs, our surrounding, our pain, our uh, our prestige, our um, um, what will I use? Our reputation. Praise God. Hallelujah. Our reputation. Praise God. Our rep- we are so engrossed in our reputation. What men would think about us? How do I increase my status on earth? How do I Dada, how do I uh, be a man of relevance? Mm-hmm. You see, you see, those are the thoughts that the devil has fed man with that takes him away from the presence of God. Mm-hmm. Praise God. What brings a man to the presence of God are the thoughts of God. Mm-hmm. Praise God. Hallelujah. So when a man is thinking the thoughts of God, praise God, Hallelujah. a man is dwelling in the presence of God. Praise God. A man that has been consumed by what? The thoughts of God. Eh? Is actually a man that is... So, there's nothing so spectacular. You know, when you are talking about dwelling in the presence of God, it's not actually something very spectacular. Uh-huh. You get? You know, Mommy Ellen said something one day. She said, the more spiritual you become, the more normal you become. Huh. Praise God. Praise God. <laughs> <laughs> when I see people that they just want to always do spiritual gymnastic you know they just want to you know that spiritual giz giz every time i'm just is <laughs> um sometimes I, you know th- those things happen but yeah. you know people don't for, you don't force it when they happen mm-hmm. so if i see that every single if i go to meet some people and i see that every single time single time it's always that expression they're always looking for mm-hmm. I, they are not they have not they have not uh, they are not uh 
let me use the right word. I just see children. Mm-hmm. Is um children that like attention. Mm. Praise God. Hallelujah. You know, and some minister because we just feel like they have to deliver. Mm-hmm. Praise God. That pressure is on the minister because that you know, every time I minister, there must be move of the spirit in that in, the, in that sense. Praise yeah. God for uh, for there to be you know for there to be to be a proof that the power of God is available. Mm-hmm. But truly, truly. If you want to see the pres- a dweller of the presence of God, eh, is a man that is engrossed with the thoughts of God. That his thinking has been rearranged to think God. Praise God. Hallelujah. This is the ministration that we started mm-hmm. on on Saturday, right? Mm-hmm. We're dealing with our thoughts. Yes. Okay. Praise God. Um, a man, when they say a man is growing, eh? Is because is 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 the volume of the thought of God that he engages in is increasing. Mm-hmm. Praise God. Mm-hmm. So, uh, when your thoughts are uh, are taken over by the thoughts of your everyday life, rather than the thought of God, like heavenly things, the things that God is thinking, the vision that God is seeing, the thought and the intent of God. If the heart is not captured by it, eh? that heart, that, that, that's what God is looking for. A man that is taught, he will be captured by his thoughts. Praise God. That when he's thinking, is the thoughts that are occupying God's heart that are occupying his heart. Praise God. Praise God. So when Jesus Christ was saying that my father is in me and I am my father, he's not a physical place that he was dwelling we were seeing him physically mm-hmm. on earth but the father in him is the fact that he has been engulfed mm-hmm. by what the father is thinking mm-hmm. praise god Hallelujah. so when a man is engulfed by what god is thinking mm-hmm. they say god is in him mm-hmm. praise god because Hallelujah. actually the the source of your thoughts is the nature that is inside you mm-hmm. praise god so it is nature in a man that generates thoughts in a man. Praise God. Hallelujah. So when they want to deal with nature, they start with dealing with your thoughts. The way you think. Praise God. So you can see that when they say spirit, spiritual man, eh, mm-hmm. is not um, a man that actually can cast out demon, mm-hmm. or a man that can heal the sick really. Mm-hmm. Praise God. There are gifts of the spirit. Eh? And it's all that God born again today can have those gifts. But he's carnal. There's nobody that got born again today that is spiritual. If you get born again today, you are still carnal. They have to come and save you from carnality. Now that's saving from carnality is saving from carnal thoughts. Praise God. No, so carnal thought is not really really fornication and adultery. Actually, it's carnal thought that now will now produce fornication and adultery. But carnal thought eh, is thought that are fed by the knowledge of of a spirit that hates God. Mm-hmm. Let me just define it like that. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Praise God. So there's a way that spirit, mm-hmm. fashioned man, yes. that he doesn't even need to come and talk to you again. He has put something inside, a software inside you, that naturally, if he doesn't even come to you, you are generating carnal thoughts by yourself. Mm-hmm. Praise God. So when you are thinking, there's an inclination of your heart. To be carnal, to be thinking carnal things. 
You get so you can see a song can stay on thoughts. Eh? For for a whole week. Thoughts of bitterness, anger, mm-hmm. or thoughts of um, um or thoughts of envy, mm-hmm. thoughts of jealousy, hmm? mm-hmm. or maybe offense. Mm-hmm. If someone can stay with it for a woman and feel entitled to the thoughts. I need to tell you that you shouldn't be feeling that way. You say, why, why, won't I, why can't I feel this way? Because they have th- did, they did this to me, so I am entitled to think like this. It's not there's a nature that is feeding that thing. That's why he's so convinced. Praise God. So what is generating that thought is inside him, or that or that person is inside that person, and that thing is giving him conviction that you have the right to think this way. And you have the right to stay on that thought, praise God. But do you know that every single time you stay on that thought, you are feeding a nature, or you are strengthening a nature? We have to be blunt to ourselves. That nature is called the law of sin and death. The more you stay on the thought, the more you feed it. The more you feed it, the God becomes stronger. The more it becomes stronger, the more it controls you. So when they say a man is carnal, it's because he's being controlled by nature. You get. A formation, or let me use the word that we can relate to a software, a programming. They are programmed in in a certain way that this is the way it should be thinking. Once it thinks that way, that nature will begin to prosper more. So, anybody, even the Antichrist in the Bible, it's not that the devil came to him and started teaching him. No, no, no. They just started bringing thoughts to him. And as the thought is increasing and is living by those thoughts, eh? And living by those thoughts, eh, is becoming more evil mm-hmm. until it comes to the height of evil. Mm-hmm. Praise God. Mm-hmm. That's why you will see that the Bible talks about him as being very wise. Mm-hmm. Eh? Those thoughts are being fed by a spirit that is very, very wise. Mm-hmm. Yes, very yes. wise. So it can even make you feel entitled to the thoughts. Mm-hmm. So when they bring a thought of righteousness to you and they come and talk to you that. This is not the way you should be thinking. Argument the surface. It's a nature of fighting back. There's no time you they bring the thought of God to you that there's no argument in your heart. So you now have to submit yourself to that thought. You have to make sure you submit yourself to the thoughts. Praise God. Yeah. So it's an intentional submission to the thoughts that the Lord brings to you that saves you. That's why you must value the thoughts. For you to submit to it. What makes you submit to it is the value yes. you give to the thoughts. To the thoughts. Right. Praise God. Hallelujah. So when you come to church, eh? Or you come to a life meeting here, yeah, or anywhere word of God is being preached, from any realm, either from the milk or from to the meat, or to the strong meat of the word, any realm they are bringing to you, uh, what they are doing to you, what they are bringing to you is to is to um, to start um, opening you to different kind of thoughts that you have been exposed to over time. Praise God. Now, we will not force you to obey the thoughts. Praise God. Like me now, I will not force you to obey the thoughts. I've never, there are very few times that I say, this is what you must do. Those that come to me for counsel, in fact, many of you come to me for counsel. You come to us for counsel, right? But I don't give instructions like that. There are rarely times, there are some times that I will say, this is what you must do. I've done it before. Somebody is laughing. <laughs> Praise God. I do it sometimes, but it's not a common thing. In fact, may I feel like any time I talk like that, 
there must be an authority resting on me for me to talk like that. I don't talk it by myself. I don't say it by myself. Because I can't, I can't pastor your spirit man. What I've been called to pastor is your soul. You get? But you have to subject that soul by yourself to the spirit man yourself. Praise God. What can help you is to see a reason why you should subject that soul to the spirit. So that's why we teach. So we are not the, we are, we are just the intermediate factor. At the end of the day, it's between you and God. Yes. yes. My own job is to teach. So you can see here that we teach, mm-hmm. <laughs> but sometimes we teach, 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 and sometimes we see some people like, ah. <laughs> like they teach you, God, what is happening? <laughs> and the same way our leaders see us, yes. now, ah, we have been teaching. <laughs> Why is Temi still behaving like this? <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Aha. So, I think what we should start getting conscious of is every single time you are thinking, what did you first judge is the, is the, is the source of the thoughts. Mm-hmm. No matter how righteous it is, sounds. Mm-hmm. It's the source of, it's not, the thoughts really, really is not itself. It's the source that matters because some thoughts look very righteous. Mm-hmm. Praise God. Mm-hmm. You know, there are sometimes you want to give. God will say, don't give. Yeah. Giving is very righteous, but God can come and okay at this moment, even though it's the truth, always be a natural inclination mm-hmm. to give. But God can say, you know, at this moment, you know, don't give right now. Now, your own self-righteousness. That's why you should always judge the source of the thoughts. Mm-hmm. Self-righteousness cannot want to enforce the fact that ah. Maybe the Bible says. Mm-hmm. And you know evil spirit too, they know how to quote scripture yeah, for you. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I remember, I noticed that every time I deal with um, issues of the heart, eh, there's always one scripture that the devil will bring. And he also wants to validate. <laughs> you know, there are some scriptures, you know, you know, um, you know um, this scripture. If you ah, there's one ah, this that, that scripture go. Um, if you if you commit some sin in your heart, I will not hear your prayer. Ah, why did that? If you regard aha, if you what? So, if I'm dealing with issue in my heart, and I was going to pray, don't talk to first. Always breathe the thing to you. And when that thought came, you know, hey, prayer. Yeah. <laughs> first, that prayer first shut down. Yes, <laughs> Praise God. But do you know that that thought is not that scripture didn't come from God. That scripture is in the Bible, but at that moment that that scripture came, it wasn't the, it wasn't God that quoted it to you. So many times, sometimes it's not really the thoughts. It's the 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 source of the thoughts that a man should be able to discern. Yeah, that's why God needs to raise our judgments, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and the scriptures that will raise our judgments, yes. so that He can tell ah, the direction that this thought is going. Mm-hmm. As righteous as it looks, it doesn't look like God that is bringing it. Mm-hmm. So if you see Jesus Christ when they brought the thundy stone to bread, mm-hmm. wow. <laughs> they did not wait that he fasted for 40, 40 days. 
and 49. He didn't wait till the 25th day <laughs> to tell him to eat. It came to the time that eating would be the most righteous. He was about to break. It's when he wanted to break that fast. Aha. After I'm breaking my fast I'm breaking today. my fast. Why can't I, uh-uh. <laughs> I just turn this stone to bread? bread. Turn this stone to bread will not be the sin in itself. Yes. Because it multiplied bread. Yes. But where that thought came from? Where the thought came from? Is what is meant to be judged. Yeah. Do you know that if Jesus Christ had turned that stone to bread, <laughs> Jesus Christ would have been with spots. Yes. With spots. He won't yeah. be a sacrificial lamb. Wow. If, it, it has, if that's the only one he did, oh. eh, he's no longer Spotless. a lamb blemish. without blemish. So the devil was bringing temptations just to put just a little blemish. In fact, it doesn't have to be a wrinkle. Mm. Yeah. You know, spots and wrinkle. You know, the Bible talks about spots and wrinkle. Spots might be when you just do it. Wrinkle is the fact that it has become a nature. You know, when you sit down on the cloth for so long, it, becomes, it begins to have wrinkles. wrinkles. Because it starts, that stuff, you sat, down, you sat down on it for a while. That's why there's wrinkle. <laughs> so when you are dealt with a thought over time and you have live by it that's what causes wrinkles in the soul yeah praise god praise god so you see that the uh, the devil has put a program in man so the day you got born again eh, they they now instill you with a new program Praise God. But the problem is that there's still another program in the soul yeah. that is running a man. Uh-huh. So what they want to use is to install that same program inside the spirit man into the soul. So that what the man, the, the soul will not be generating. Praise God. Will not be the things of the evil one. Praise God. Will now be the things of God. Now it, does, it takes a while to program a soul. Because it took a while for a soul to die. Praise God. Praise on the Lord. Praise on the Lord. Praise God. Uh huh. Isaiah 55. I think God wants to deal with the realm of our thoughts today. Because that's where maturity starts from. Yeah. Once you are permitting wrong thoughts, once you are permitting wrong thoughts, you are subjecting yourself to strengthening a different nature. Mm-hmm. There's no action. There's no single action you carry out that is not start from the realm of your thoughts. There's no real, there's no, there's no action. It's not possible. You must have thought it out. You know, as I did, it's just not working. You know, we're talking about evangelism. Mm. So it was now you know, somebody gave him an excuse that eh, because he does not like evangelizing to the female gender because he's afraid of fornication. <laughs> and I didn't tell you, it's a lie. Mm. You just want to be evangelist. 
People don't just fall into fornication immediately like that. You must have planned it out. It's not a day's job. <laughs> so what I'm trying to tell you is that you don't just fall immediately like that. They must have made you think it. Now, the fact that you carry it out means that you have appreci- you appreciated the thoughts. Mm. You put value to the thoughts. Praise God. Yeah. You did what? Value. I put value to the thoughts. So you felt like, okay, it is a thought that is worthy of being carried out. Mm. Praise God. Do you know that sometimes, eh, when some thought cross your mind, the atmosphere of your house will just change. When it's not hard, you're married, my brother. If you and your wife, maybe you just have a misunderstanding. Like me now, if my, me and my wife just have a misunderstanding now, I'm looking for a way to settle it like in the in five minutes, ten minutes. You know why? Because I know that immediately that thing just happened, I notice the atmosphere in the house. Praise God. So the way evil spirit finds room into us is by what? By thoughts. Is by thoughts. So when a man is thinking evil thoughts, and you know the devil can rest on you for a long time, for a while, just letting you dwell on the thoughts, and this, the the spirit just rests. Praise God. And that thing can last for a long time, and you have to walk with it, walk with it. One thing the Holy Spirit told me one day. You know the Bible says, take no thought. Mm. The Bible said, did not say thought will not come. Mm. He said, don't take it. Mm. So, the battle of spiritual growth is the battle of thoughts. Is the thought that dominates you that determines the action that you carry out. The action you carry out is what determines the nature that is formed in a man. Praise God. So every single nature that is in you right now that you are worried with, eh? that you are worried with, was, was you, were, you were taught the nature. There's nothing you, there's no behavior you have right now that you are not taught. By his spirit. That's why the way to overcome nature is by teaching. There's no way a man can overcome nature without being taught. So when the God, Jeremiah 14:3, now says something, I said that we uh, I will give them pastors who will what? Teach them according to my what? According to my heart. Who will feed them? According to my heart, praise God. So that's the main reason of fivefold ministry: teachers, apostles, pastors, and evangelists. That's their job to teach. Do you know every teaching is a leading? Yeah. I start fifty-five. Let's just go. I start from verse six. Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Praise God. Mm-hmm. Call ye upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his what? His ways. 
Praise God. So a wicked man has ways. Ways is action, actually. For you say this is his way. This is the way he behaves. This is the way he this the by natural inclination, this is where it carries action actions. That is your way. Praise God. So if they say the way of God, the way God carries out action is the way of God. But you know that the unrighteous what? Aha. So unrighteousness leads to wickedness. An unrighteous man needs to forsake his thoughts, his thoughts, so that he will not become a wicked man. What means to be wicked is actually a twisted man. If you check the dictionary of wicked, twisted, he has capacity to deceive. Twisted. His ways are not right. He's twisted. Praise God. You know the Yoruba word for the Yoruba word for um, the devil is called a shoe. When you juxtapose things together, a shoe. When you twist things, that's actually the meaning. So, somebody that has capacity to twist things is the devil. Praise God. So, the devil. If the devil wants to bring conflict between praise and F.A. He just needs to touch either F.A.'s thought, to twist either F.A.'s thought, or twist praise's thoughts. Before you know it, there's conflict. Before you know it, he has brought offense to the atmosphere. In fact, it's not even hard. I can even do an innocent action and just give you reason to misinterpret it. And before you know it, things have happened. Before you know it, you have, you have, you have brought, you have opened a channel for the spirit of offense. So the channel is actually your thoughts. Praise God. This is the reason why shepherds, if most of you are spiritually leaders here, there are some things you should not permit in your midst. See, you mean you know things that they call a small gossip. When you see it, people are doing it. Condemn it right there. You are a spiritual leader. I'm talking to many of you. When you see those things in your midst, don't let it prosper. Shut it down immediately. Do you get what I'm saying? Because you are opening portals for evil spirits to come into your midst by just those small actions. Praise God. Because those thoughts were generated from what? multitude of learning learning over time you were learning before we got born again uh, we learned sometimes after we got born again in ignorance we were learning and for everybody that is learning you are being led leading really really is teaching okay let me give you an example Recently, the Lord just told me, this is the way you should treat your wife from now on. This way, this way, this way, this way, this way. Praise God. Now, he did not give me, turn this way, turn that way, because we've always, oh, go here, go here, go here. We think that is actually the real leading. But that's understanding. Eh? I have been led. Just from that understanding, they have given me 
another different way to start living. And that is leading. So leading is teaching. Praise God. Let me know if, if I'm not covering it well. Uh-huh. Leading is what? Teaching. So leading before before you start hearing turn right, turn left, you must have been taught first. So the beginning foundation of leading is first teaching. Aha. Now, that's why the minister of the gospel is very strong. My brother, when you are ministering here sometimes, you don't fight arguments. You you are warring with arguments. And I'm not condemning people. Even when even me, when he's preaching, I'm fighting arguments. Because when the thoughts are coming, boom, they are coming to judge things. You get? Every single revelation that you throw is judging something inside us. Aha. So there's no way things will not rise up. Aha. So minister of God was very strong to stay on some thoughts and war with those thoughts until they overcome. So you can see sometimes we teach something Thursday. The same thing will come and teach it Saturday. Then another Thursday will come again, we'll teach it. Then another Saturday will come, we'll teach it again. There's reason. That is a war. Yeah. There are still arguments in the heart of people that needs to be dealt with for them to accept the thoughts. So it's more like when you want to kill a snake, you stone it first time. It does not die. You stone it again. And you keep stoning. You know these thoughts are serpentine natures. Yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's a thought of the serpents. You kill serpents with stones, right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh, yeah. Your stone is your revelation. Those thoughts come. You stone it with rev. Don't worry. It's going to rise again. You don't die once. <laughs> they don't die once. The devil, they say the Bible, Jesus Christ triumphed over the devil. Made the open shame of him. He destroyed him. Oh. <laughs> but the guy is still doing things. <laughs> <laughs> the, guy, the guy is still doing things. Even though we have a given power. Uh, yes. You get? He can talk to you and make you submit the power. <laughs> he, has, he has mouth. Mouth. This spirit can talk. That's, if you read the book of Revelation and you see the Antichrist, he said he's like the words of his mouth. We talk. He's speaking blasphemy. He has mouth. He can talk. Praise God. Aha. Uh-huh. So evil spirits are always talking. When even somebody that is possessed with demon, eh? The demon is just throwing thoughts at him. And because he's possessed, he just carry it up. Mm-hmm. Praise God. Mm-hmm. Or demonic oppression. Mm. Do you know that the first thing spirits come to do to you is to make you willing? So it's always a merchandise. They are selling thoughts to you. Wow. They sell by multitude of merchandise. Mm-hmm. Praise God. In the book of Revelation, when they're talking about Babylon, he said those merchants that trade with you they are exchanging thoughts and by the thoughts that Babylon was giving them they were prospering yeah he said who feeds people with uh, with uh, with a cup of fornication praise God that fornication 
It's not that that one that one woman everybody is sleeping with her. Mm-mm. Is that she's making people worship, give worship. That, that when you say fornication in the spirit of adultery, sorry, with the cup of adultery. When you say adultery in the spirit, is that you are communing with another spirit that is not the spirit of God. You get. So when they are talking about adultery, the Bible is spirit. You get. Obviously, they are addressed physical adultery in the Bible. In fact, every epistle addressed that. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> I wonder why every epistle addressed that <laughs> fornication and adultery. And that will be dangerous in this point. Wow. Praise God. That's why every young people, people person must be careful. In fact, not just young people, everybody must be careful about that sin. You know that sin, and they said it's not just a sin um, against God, it's also a sin against the body. That's why it's so hard to give it up. That's sin. Physical. I'm talking about physical fornication and adultery. Okay, I just maybe the Lord just will touch on that. A, so you see somebody weak. He, he, is, he has he can speak in tongues for one hour. Let me confess. It's a term of vulnerability. As a Christian, early days of my being born again, I fell into this that sin. I was born again. I fell into the sin. The morning that day that I fell into the sin, eh? I spent two hours with, with God, praying and studying the Bible. But that prayer and studying the Bible that morning is supposed to give me wisdom to tell the person that was coming to visit that don't come again. <laughs> well, I was not wise. I thought because I had spoken in tongues for one hour and studied the book of Ephesians, wow. no thing can happen. I felt flat. No water falling and you are in tears. You know, you know that this one, they got me where. And those kind of sin it takes a while for you to forgive yourself. <laughs> and if it takes a while for you to forgive yourself, the fellowship has been broken for a while. Ah, be careful about this thing. Yeah, be very careful with it. These are dangerous things. You don't joke with them. And if there's anybody that is struggling with it, the day God gives you capacity to overcome it, begin to hate it. Hate it with all your heart. That when you see it, you run. Hate it. That's the way it should be. Okay, that was a digression. Let me go back to the message. So when you were saying Babylon, he said with the cup of adultery, is actually communion with another spirit. That's called adultery in the spirit. Praise God. So it's a merchandise of thoughts. Praise God. So let the wicked forsake his ways. The unrighteous is what? His thoughts. And let him return. So how do you return unto the Lord? Let's read it. Verse 7. Colon. Let the wicked forsake his ways and the unrighteous is taught. Colon. That means when there's a colon, there's an explanation to what was said previously, right? English students. Praise God. Aha. Uh-huh. And let him what? Return unto the Lord. So the returning unto God is when a man is rising in his thoughts. 
is actually returning to God. That means he's coming to a place where he can understand God. And by that, being able to understand God, he can please God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise on the Lord. I'm in verse 7. Isaiah 55, 7. By the fact that he can understand God now, he can what? Please God. And return to the Lord. And he will have mercy upon him and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts. Praise God. He's just telling you that you are far from me right now. If you say my thoughts are not your thoughts, it means that you are far from me. Yeah. If you can't think what I'm thinking, you are far from me. Adam was close to God because he can think God's thoughts. He never made a mistake naming animals. He could just discern, okay, by the virtue of the way God thinks, this should be called lion. Yes. And by the time he names the lion, he just not, the animal will just naturally take the form of lion. He does not need to, he just responds to it. Yeah. Praise God. So you can see the realm of your thoughts. Do you know the reason why cherubims are closer to God than seraphims? It's because of their judgment level, the way they are raised. Do you know seraphims? Let me just get into the realm of angels a little. The reason why we, the t- people teach about angels is not because we just want to teach about angels. In the book of Hebrews, they compare Jesus and angels. So if you can see how high angels are, and they now say Jesus Christ is higher, so much better than angels, then you can catch a glimpse of who this Jesus really is. Yeah. So you can see, you know, but I like the humility of God. When they are painting angels in the Bible, you can just imagine glorious beings, you know. Like you just be imagining a very fearful being. But when they are painting Jesus, you look they are painting a very weak being. But he said that Jesus is made so much better than angels. Uh-huh. Let me just quickly paint pictures of so seraphims. They when they come before God, they don't they don't open their face. They cover their face. Aha. Hmm? Uh-huh. Praise God. But there are angels called cherubims that can move close. In fact, they are cherubims, the ones that are carrying the mercy seats, that are on the mercy seat covering the mercy seat are cherubims. Right? So they can get that close. You get it's because of, it's not because of anything. They are makeup. Eh? They are makeup. They are makeup by their judgments, by the way they were raised. Eh? They have capacity to contain that room. But in the book of Revelation, chapter 5. When somebody was supposed to approach the throne to open the book, eh? as close as those cherubims were, they had no rights. They could not approach the throne. Then John started crying, Ah, who is going to open? You know, that was the New Testament. There's no way anybody can open the New Testament. It was Jesus that could open it. Praise God. So, they now said, there's somebody that has been raised enough to approach that room. So, what's made him, they said he has given him all judgment. By his judgment. And, you know, you are wondering why, how he came to that judgment. Did not say that he was a lion. Eh? They described him as a lion, but when they saw him, 
they saw a lamb that was slain. So what qualified him for that one is the slaying. So now the definition of that slaying is how weak he is by definition of man. But that is the nature that can contain the throne of God. Praise God. Aha. So you see, the way they raised Christ from thoughts to thoughts, knowledge to knowledge, and by that knowledge, grace is increasing. Grace to grace, thoughts to thoughts, till it came to the realm of God's thoughts. Praise God. That means the way God is thinking does not conflict with the way Christ is thinking. Mm-hmm. Praise God. The way God is thinking is not conflicting with the way Christ is what? Thinking. So, you see, the thoughts of God is whatever I see my father do, that's what I do. Praise God. Let the wicked forsake his ways. Do what? Unrighteous is thoughts. Hmm. Praise God. Let me quickly touch on that thing again. Hebrews chapter 1. Hebrews 1. At the beginning, you know, I was talking that what makes a man spiritual is the way he thinks. Praise God. Now, if you see a man carry out his spiritual action, it's because he has his spiritual thoughts. His thought has been fashioned out by by God, who is spirit. Praise God. Uh-huh. So, what makes God spirit? Hmm? It's called the quality of His thoughts. God does not need to do anything special. Since the day He has been on His throne, it has. He has not found a good reason, a reason, a reason to stand up from there. Praise God. He's so high at rest inside him. Because he's high. His thoughts are high. That's why there are some things that cannot catch God's attention. Wow. Yes. The devil, there's no way how much the devil talks. The devil cannot make God leave that throne. His thoughts are too high. It, does, it doesn't move him. So when some things are moving you, because of the the level, yes, the grade, the grade of your thoughts, the quality, let me use the word, the quality of your thoughts. So when you say somebody you are spiritual, it is the quality of your thoughts. Quality of your thoughts. So when God wants to elevate a man, he elevates his thoughts. So the only man that can, the only people that can obey this that Jesus Christ said, take no thoughts for your life. Right. <laughs> it's those men that thoughts have been elevated. Mm. Me, I still take thoughts. Mm. I still took one this morning. Oh. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> and I took it well. Yeah. You, know, you know when you take a full dose? Yeah. And you now have to go and vomit it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you have to choke yourself to vomit it. <laughs> Praise God. 
it's if, it means that at least they will help me somewhere. That's why I know they have to vomit yes, the talk. Yes, so people don't vomit it, <laughs> it will digest. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Praise God. It will pop, it will turn to growth. Mm. Yes. So I, 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 I took a thought this morning. Praise God. You know, I was talking to you guys one day. I said there was a day because of the way I, I like business. <laughs> I sat down in my office <laughs> just doing paperwork mm. and that thought just came. <laughs> business idea. <laughs> Praise the Lord somebody. <laughs> and for 30 minutes I arranged the thought well mm. to the point that I signed contracts in that same thought. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and they draw me back. <laughs> oh boy. You know when they give this special slap? <laughs> Boom! <laughs> Stupid boy. Come back here. <laughs> I've signed contracts wow. in the thoughts. <laughs> Imagine they did not slap me back. Yeah. Like I said, one day you just call me. I tell me you are ministering today. Yeah. Like, um, there's one thing that the Lord just led me into recently. One business. Yeah. You will not see me here again. Because every thought that they bring comes to steal something from you. Yes. 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 Any thought they bring to you comes to steal something from you. You know, I was talking to a pastor recently in Nigeria. Um, he's one of our, he's a pastor in uh, EGFM. So we're just gisting. So he said that there were some there was somebody that was living with him. That they just corrected him, and the guy just packed his things, his things and left the house. They just corrected him. <laughs> you know, sometimes when they correct you, when they correct you, you know the kind of things that correction ignites inside your heart. Some offenses, these things ignite. Spoke to somebody one day. I'm learning my lesson now, so I won't talk like that again. Ah, uh, that I'm not growing. You know. See that statement of you are not truly true. That person is not with man growing, but maybe I shouldn't. I shouldn't have said like that. <laughs> 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 Praise the Lord. This boy. Like, the fact that you did this, you are not growing at all. Wow. Hmm. <laughs> the person has respect for me, so the person didn't talk back. <laughs> but when you come to a fellowship, when the person comes to fellowship, I know that the person is not hearing what you are saying. Yeah. Then it's just showing up because he knows that you are asking questions. Why don't you come to the Bible study? Yeah. But the person's heart is not with you. Yeah. I have to apologize because this is what I was saying. You know, there was even somebody that I corrected one time. The person started walking away. In the snow. Cold <laughs> <laughs> in winter. Then you just pack at things. I started going. <laughs> but what I said was true. But the, the way I said it, the thing started some argument. The thing strike something. <laughs> so the person said the person just packed his things, Bosa, and left the house. I want to imagine what the devil said to that person after that correction. Mm. They were correcting him for his salvation. Mm. 
But the devil must have come to rest on you. Mm. I can imagine they are using you. You know, thoughts like that. You are living in a pastor's house, you help out. You will wash car. Abby, you will wash car. You will clean the house, you wash plates. You get So those kind of thoughts, like, why are they, is it because I'm living with them? That's why they are. You know those thoughts? Mm. Uh-huh. You know, it is the devil that brought that thing and he wants to steal something from you. Yeah. You know, when you are staying there, it's a covering. Mm. You're under a covering, staying in that place. So, for the devil to. That's why the devil would just want to come and remove somebody from a fellowship and just throw thoughts at him. Mm. I can be preaching now, the person will just misappreciate what I just said. Mm. Or maybe I just corrected the person just yesterday and now preach in that direction. The person is now using me my station to preach. And thank God, I love you people. You know why? You know why I love you people? I've used many of you to preach here. And most of you have not been offended. I appreciate all of you. I appreciate you. Praise God. But you know, devil, I'm using me to preach. Before the person will leave fellowship. You just let covering the devil now pitch. Mm-hmm. Some of you have covenant friends. The devil will just make you interpret something. Okay. And you break that relationship. And you break the channel of blessing. Mm-hmm. Praise God. Aha. Thank you for starting this thing last week. As you just started it, I just knew that that was the direction of today. I couldn't argue with it. Have we been blessed? Aha. Praise God. Devil can bring thoughts to you that will just draw you out of the presence of God. For them to bring it back, there must be more. No, it's more than teaching. There must be an encounter. The, many times for that kind of person, there must be a, there must be a, there must be a spectacular thing that happens mm. for a person to turn back. Mm. Because you are no longer that person is no longer under a covering anymore. The devil has capacity to rest where. Yes. So he's not just bringing thoughts again. He has rested on the person. Mm. You know that did I was thinking about um, spirit of antichrist. Mm. You said something. Mm. You say it doesn't mean the. Spirit of Antichrist does not rest immediately. Yeah, That's yeah, what you say. Sure. That it's it's over time after taking the thoughts, thoughts yeah. that the spirit of Antichrist will now come and rest. Aha. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. That's where it is. It doesn't just rest. But for you to draw, come out of the place, for him to con- be able to convince you, you know, to come out of the presence of the brethren, he's already resting. Yeah. He's gradually resting. You might need another encounter. Something spectacular, something that God must do, break you, crack you, for you to come back. That's if that person comes back. So, guard your heart with all diligence. Yeah. And the Bible now says, be sober, be vigilant. That's Peter, right? Second Peter. Yeah. For the Devil comment like a right lion. It's not a right lion. It's not a right lion. It comes like. It comes like. It appears like. One thing that right lion will do is that they fear. Mm-hmm. Every single thought 
many thoughts that cross our mind is fear. Even for you to forgive somebody, you have to overcome your fear. A fear of what if the person do does this to me again? You know that's a fear. Mm -hmm. Or let me use another word, a pride. Aha. Uh -huh. Yes. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thoughts. Your thoughts. They deal with thoughts by teaching. Yes. Teaching redirects your heart. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And raises the sensitivity of your conscience. Wow. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's what teaching does. There are some things that you don't know, but your conscience just refuses it. Mm -hmm. You know. But you might not be able to interpret it. But by most of teaching over time, your conscience just has a way of resisting that thing. Mm. Then when you now start digging into it, you start realizing, you start knowing why your conscience resists it. Mm. And teaching too can reduce the sensitivity of your conscience. Or that teaching. <laughs> like a woman that is always feeling bad because she's wearing trousers. Mm. Another teaching has re-inclined the conscience. Mm. There's nothing wrong with a woman putting on trousers. Yeah. But the reason why she's feeling bad putting it on somewhere mm -hmm. because so, uh, the conscience yeah, yeah. has been taught so, in another way. Yes, 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 yes. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Aha. Uh -huh. Conscience has been taught in another way. So, what is supposed to be sensitive to is not sensitive to it again, it's sensitive to another thing. Mm. You get? Now, you have to be retaught for the conscience to now recalibrate. Is a calibration teaching is a calibration of the conscience mm -hmm. to discern. So the more your conscience is calibrated, the higher its sensitivity. So you can judge the reason why your, your conscience can judge a thought is because of its sensitivity. The reason why it's not judging some thoughts is because it's not sensitive enough to that thought. So it needs to be taught and taught and taught. You you teach the conscience constantly. You know? So when some thoughts are now coming, you can now Judge it. Ah, the way this thought is coming. Before you did not know that it's the devil that brings the thoughts because of your level of judgment. Now, when you have been taught, now they raised your judgment of your conscience. You cannot see it. Ah, this is an evil thought. Oh, so when convictions, when convictions come, it's because something has been raised. Judgment. Yes. So, so the way you talk in a certain way before, when it goes nasty from now on, don't talk like that again. Mm. It's because your conscience. If you now talk like that, after that, mm. you just start feeling bad. Mm. That's conscience. Mm. That's conscience, right? Mm. Aha! You raised conscience up by doctrine. Mm. When they raise your conscience up by doctrine, you begin to serve what that doctrine presents to you. Mm. Yeah, what you are now serving. By the virtue of the conscience, you know, no conscience for service, mm -hmm. you put your conscience to serve the living God. The living God. Right? Mm -hmm. uh, where is it in Hebrew? Uh, I just want us to see it so that I will. Uh, hmm. Nine fourteen, right? Yeah, yeah, this is it. Verse 14. 
How much more shall the blood of Christ, praise God, Ah, you know what? Let's start from 12. Neither by the blood of bulls and goats, blood of goats and cows, but by his own blood he entered once into a holy place, having obtained eternal redemption from us. For if the blood of bulls and goats and the ashes of an ephah, sprinkling the unclean, sanctified to the purifying of the flesh, how much more shall the blood of Christ who through eternal spirit or eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, purge your what conscience from dead works towards to serve the living. So the realm of your conscience is the realm of service. You don't know how to serve properly until conscience has been raised, or conscience has been judged or purged. Yes, from dead works. Can I raise this with you? Look. Law of canon commandment is in the New Testament is dead work. Mm-hmm. Praise God. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's why you shouldn't subject yourself to the law. To the um, you know Paul was correcting them. He said, uh, "Why are you not subjecting yourself to do not eat, do not drink, do not this, do not wear trousers, do not wear you know." <laughs> You know, to do's, to do's and don'ts. It's not that you eradicated the law. You get because Christ Himself fulfilled the law too. So it's not that you are eradicating it because sometimes the Lord can even bring some commandments from there. You get. Now you must be sure that it's the Lord that is bringing it for you to obey it. You get. I met one brother one time. He does not eat pork. So I asked him. So we asked him. Just yeah, yeah. He does not eat pork. So we asked him, why are you not eating pork? He said something. He said one day that he was someone that was really addicted to it. He just loved it. That one day the Lord he was in church and the Lord told him that, now empty your pocket and give me all the money in your pocket. The man took all the money out of his pocket, took out money for buying pork, put it back in his pocket and gave the money into the offering bowl. <laughs> so that day the Lord told him, if you ever taste <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. You see, that's a, that thing became an idol. Aha. Uh-huh. It became an idol. So you can see that that one is no longer the law. It's God that brought that one to him. So somebody can see me and say, ah, you're under the law. No, no, no. He knows what he's obeying. He's obeying something. A conviction. An instruction. That's a different case entirely. Aha. Did I balance it? Uh-huh. Yes. So purging your conscience. The way they purge your conscience is by speaking. The Bible, you know what I'm talking about? The blood. He said the blood that speaks better things than the blood of Abel. So when you are taught by what the blood is speaking, your conscience is being purged. You were saying last week, you said um, thoughts come by modules of teaching. So for you to overcome. Uh, those thoughts, you have to be taught again. It's like waters, different waters. So they need to feed you with another type of water to flood away that thought, that water that has been in you. So when the Bible says that I will come like a rain, the former and the latter rain, they are coming for something. They are coming to overflood you away from the waters that has been 
running your life over time. Because that's where the thoughts come from. Yeah. Praise God. Yeah. So purge you from what? Dead works to serve what? The living God. So when they are coming to purge, you will see there's a resistance that the heart has. Because those natures don't want to go. That's the realm of the devil's dominion. The reason why the devil still has dominion is because the nature is still a man. Praise God. Over a man. So that's the realm of the dominion of the devil that the devil has over a man. Praise God. Praise God. So for them to break the dominion of the evil one on you, they have to come and teach you doctrine that will overcome nature. The nature that is inside us. Now, this is not nature of a spirit man when you are born again. Spirit man actually can relate with God. So actually, really, really, the Holy Ghost uses the spirit man to teach the soul. You get? Aha. Uh-huh. The time we come, you start even knowing the difference between the voice of the spirit man and the voice of the Holy Ghost. There's a way you can discern those things. You get? Aha. Uh-huh. There's a way you can discern. This thing is just growth. Nobody can teach you. There's no way you can teach that thing. It's true. It's true. I don't know. Maybe if I'm higher than this, if God raised me up higher than this, maybe the Lord will now teach me how to teach it. But I, I can't see the way that thing is. It's growth by growing. You are just more sensitive to some voices. Yeah. You get? Yeah, your channel of connection just increases. Okay. So you now realize the fact that there are some things that you like before that you don't like anymore. There are some things, thoughts you think before that you don't think anymore. Because you have been raised. Thoughts have been raised. Some things you just don't pay attention to them anymore. Yeah. Somebody will talk to you like in a, in a certain way. You used to pay attention to it before. Oh. No, no, it's okay, Jerry. Oh. Praise God. Hallelujah. You know, there was a time that if someone should tell me that um, um, at, I, in the place of teaching, that I lack understanding, I want to prove to the person that no, I understand things. Uh, Many years ago, I want to prove the person. Maybe I talked something, and the person is arguing with me that you lack understanding that place. I want to prove it to you that, uh, ah, no, let me let you know what I understand. Mm-hmm. But now, if somebody tell me the thing, I say, I'm sorry, can you teach me? Mm-hmm. That thing is not affecting me again. Mm-hmm. Somewhere. The Lord has raised me higher than that thing. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So, the reason why you're not paying attention to some things again is because you have been raised higher than it mm-hmm. by thoughts. Mm-hmm. Praise God. Praise God. Yeah. Praise God the Lord. Uh-huh. So you see the realm of your thoughts. Eh? Is the realm of the is the realm that the devil uses to bring dominion. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Let's quickly I'll soon close. I don't please you teach it on Saturday, right? I don't need to go too far. Praise God. <laughs> eh? What's that? Okay, praise God. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you. So, um, you know, um, Hebrews chapter 1, he said, um, chapter 1, verse 7. And, to the, and of the angels, he said, he maketh his angels spirits. Praise God. He maketh his angels what? Spirits. And his what? Ministers. His ministers of flame and fire. 
Yes, it makes them. That means what makes them spirit. There's a way God makes in your spirit is their is the quality of their judgment. So when they say God is spirit, eh? when they say God is spirit, spirit is the way God thinks. Praise God. It's the way God thinks. You know God is humble. A woman, he wants to now bring him to the realm of his thoughts. Yes, yes, yes. That's a very humble God. Who... Praise God. Hallelujah. He's a very humble God. Praise God. Praise on the Lord. Praise God. God is humble. Um, First Corinthians chapter twelve. Ah, Saniata. Please let's pay attention. Let's, let's pay attention. Uh, let's pay attention. I'll soon finish. Ah, Kaliano, Preservet, Pisinan, Everden, Cardano, Ezivinato, Helio Stevenan, Helio Fredisha Afrando, Stevenio, Minianta, Hashteven, Egidigalia, Tofenion Don, Tefenon, Hevisna, Tivinon, Hejan, Kusian, Teven. Hembros, Tevenon, Hashidibano, Hengos, Tekano, Hezano. Thank you, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. 1 Corinthians 12. Now, concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I would not have you ignorant. Verse 2. Ye know that you were Gentiles, carried away unto these dumb idols, even as ye were what? Aha. Praise God. Even as you were led. So everybody has been led onto dumb idols. Mm-hmm. You see? You were carried away onto dumb idols. That means you were led to be controlled by dumb idols. They led you so much that you got to a place you are being controlled by dumb idols. Praise God. That's just the way it is. Onto what? Dumb idols. Wherefore, I give you to understand that no man speaking of the Spirit of God calleth Jesus accursed, and that no man can say that Jesus is the Lord but by the Holy Ghost. Praise God. So, now there are diversity of gifts but the same Spirit, and there are different administrations but the same Lord, and there are diversities of operation, but it is the same God which worketh in all in all. Praise God. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with that. Praise God. So you have been led. What the first attraction that we want to bring to you is to first, you know, all these gifts of the Spirit. That's what the first bring. What the first bring to you. When these gifts of the Spirit is to take your attention away from these dumb idols first. That's the foundation of it. The first one to take you, your eyes away from the dumb idols. That there's a realm better than where you are. That's the foundation. That's the beginning. That is a spiritual realm. Praise God. Let's say what? Spiritual realm. Praise God. Hallelujah. So, gift of the Spirit is the beginning. It's just the beginning. You have been led onto a dumb idol, dark in understanding. You can't see much. You know what's going to happen? They don't bring gifts of the spirit to first take your attention. 
Praise God. Praise on the Lord. Hallelujah. They bring gifts of the Spirit to first take your attention away to see that Kai is a spiritual realm. That's the reason for the beginning of the gift of the Spirit. It doesn't mean you're already spiritual. But they use that into, as a catalyst to start an operation. Praise God. So that's why the gift of the Spirit is for you to profit. Your profit is that they are turning you from carnality onto spirituality. That's just the beginning. Praise God. Hallelujah. Aha. So we started with the fact that you said you must be fed well for your thoughts to start changing. So that's the reason for the seven spirits of the Lord. Spirit of wisdom and revelation. Praise God. Sometimes you have to stay in that wisdom and revelation for a while. Just let the waters increase. By the time it turns into a flood, something will happen. Councils just are naturally start coming forth. Councils. What are councils? Councils are actually leading or teaching. Spirit of revelation, wisdom and revelation is like the theory. Council is like practical. You get? By what theory you have learned, they start picking it out and start giving you instructions around what you have been taught. Praise God. Now, that counsel that they are bringing is your thoughts they are elevating. That's where they elevate your thoughts by bringing counsel. If there's no counsel, you can't forsake your thoughts. It's not possible. Because by yourself, you can't just forsake your own thoughts. You have to bring the counsel of the Lord. It's the counsel of the Lord that brings grace to now forsake your own thoughts. Now, the Bible is your thought, too. But really, really, it's not really your thoughts. Somebody gave that thoughts to you. And you started running your life by the thoughts. Praise God. So they have to bring counsel to you. And that's why a man must spend time with the word. There must be, it's a flood of words. So people who are not strong, they can't, they can't stay on messages for three hours. Just three hours. You can't, you can't stay, you're already distracted. You are, leave, you, are, you are listening to a message, you, you know some people sometimes they are zealous in the morning. <laughs> zealous, like the way I arrange my phone now. <laughs> iPad. <laughs> Salmon notes. <laughs> Two versions of Bible, two translations. You have spread it. Praise God. Praise God. And before you know it, the Bible starts reading you. You are not the one reading the Bible. Because they don't want you to take counsel. These things are spirits. Sometimes you are, you are in the church, you are listening to message, hot message. You just need message, you are just close your eyes. And you know, you would like to ourselves. Once you doze and wake up like you, you start speaking in tongues. And your legs start vibrating. People will take that message and they will like, you are fighting the spirit. Praise <laughs> 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 God. 
all of us go through it. We all go through it. Praise God. We all go through this thing. Zealous. Sometimes you are listening to a message before you know your phone is beside you. One text was that Busa. The message is still playing, but you are, you are gone. Your message, your phone has taken your attention. I, I fall into that trap many times. I have to call myself back. Praise God. I understand the fact that sometimes you're just plugging your ears, you're listening to the message and doing all that things. But there are some times that it's really a message that the Lord really wants you to listen to. You sit down, listen to it, and open your Bible as if you're in church. For you to gain a lot from it. Sometimes you have to do that. For you to gain from that message well. Sometimes, how did we start? You had one that advised me that time when I first gave me the case message. He said it's, it's better to even do it. The Bible. Because my case message then. It is well. Praise God. But I it profited me. To sit down, eh? if it's no message, mm-hmm. sit down with the Bible mm-hmm. and be following him mm-hmm. as he's showing you the scripture. Mm-hmm. You are following it, mm-hmm. uh-huh. you will gain more mm-hmm. than when you are distracted and you are listening. Sometimes you listen to it, it's true. In my house, sometimes we just play the message and you just play it. You get sometimes you have, you have, it helps the atmosphere of the house. Yes. Mm-hmm. You get so that's not wrong too, but sometimes you need to pay attention. The time can come, you can listen to messages all day. Yeah. Or you can even read your Bible all day. My overnight shift, when I'm working, when I'm working overnight, my Bible is with me. I'm working and my Bible is open my off- in my office. You have to learn this thing for you to be given to the counsel of the Lord. Praise God. Some of you have many of these. I have like all days off, all days off. I need to ask some people their questions like, your off days, what do you do with it the most? Praise the Lord, somebody. Hallelujah. Am I train sheets? On those your off days, I want to ask you what you are doing with it the most. Praise God. Share those that are single. Praise the Lord, somebody. Hey, let's carry on, let's carry on the message. <laughs> You have to learn to place parity on counsel of the Lord. Every single scripture is a counsel from God. Scripture is either telling you what to do or what not to do. From Old Testament to New Testament, it's either telling you what to do or what not to do. Those are counsels of the Lord. And that's leading, really, leading. That's leading. There's a leading that comes with just reading Bible. That's, that's actually the beginning. Just reading Bible and just literal understanding of scriptures can bring some certain leading. Can rearrange your thought pattern. And before you know it, you are changing. Praise God. The thoughts that the devil brings to us, they are mirage. There's no reality in it. Yeah. There's, there's no reality. The devil does not have one reality. Mm-hmm. One reality does not have. But his thoughts look like something that is real. You can paint out the whole scenario in your head and believe it. 
but that thought might not even be a reality. You see what you need to That's why a man needs to give himself to the world. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Richly. In all wisdom. To be wise enough to detect thoughts. This scripture, the Lord of God is living and active. Let's read it again, I forgot. Every scripture, yes. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, I've underlined it there. I don't know I forgot. Verse 12. For the word of the Lord is quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the divider and order of the soul and spirit, joint and marrow, and discerner of what? The thoughts of the heart. So for you to de- divide it, you must be a discerner. That's why you need God of righteousness. For you to discern between good and evil. Or you what of right, the same myth of the world is same thing as God of righteousness. Praise God. For you to discern it and separate. Separate it. You need you have to be a discerner. Because truly, those thoughts are coming from a spirit that is very wise. I can make you believe his thoughts. So you must be able to know the source of thoughts. You must be able to discern the source of the thoughts. Every thought is giving you direction. Every thought is giving direction. Some thoughts, before you, as you think, you just start adjusting yourself to it. Just start adjusting. Even sometimes, some thoughts come and your countenance change. That's how powerful thoughts can be. Even your countenance can just change. That's how powerful thoughts are. We need to deal with thoughts by doctrine. Doctrine. Hebrews chapter this it says Romans, 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 Romans. Kana. Azamanaka. Hegagaya. Hesto Banaka. Iminion Tagalaba. Eo Siminia. Tavanan. Mbogotinaga and Tayanam. Tefene and Kahaya. Oh, Savinion Tain and Tehenen. Verse 17, verse 16. He said, Know ye not that to whom ye yield yourself servant to obey? Six, chapter 6, sorry. Hebrews chapter 6, verse 16. No one at all. Hmm. Verse 16 says, Know ye not that to whom ye yield your sa- yourself servant to obey, a servant ye are to whom ye obey. For you to obey somebody, you must have given a form of counsel or a form of thought. So, what makes you a servant to sin is because of the, you are obeying the thoughts of sin. And he now said, whether of sin unto death, there's, some, there's a place that sin is leading you to. 
so you see that thoughts are leading and it's leading you somewhere he said whether of sin unto death or of obedience unto righteousness verse 17 but God be thanked that ye were the servant of sin but ye have obeyed from the heart Have obeyed from where? From the heart. From the heart. <coughs> that form of doctrine, which was delivered unto you, that's the thing. As a result of this doctrine, look at it. Being then made free from sin, as a result of what doctrine. Or teaching, you have been made free from sin. We have become servants of righteousness. Oh, Lamata. How we get the temple of the Lord? Alabasia and the Kahana and Teliada. Ah, Sabina, Kayla, Servants of righteousness. That's what God is raising. Alanaka. Servant, he said, that world to come, which righteousness dwelleth in. Servants of righteousness. You have given yourself. You have been sold to righteousness. Alanaka. That's what God help this evening. You